This is Recorded Podcast, special PSA. First and foremost, I want to dedicate this episode to Earl Simmons, known to the world as DMX. And I want to dedicate this episode to anybody out there struggling with something, trying to get over something, trying to make it out of a dark situation. But I want everybody to know you can do it. You can make it out. Stay positive. Do whatever you need to do to get right. Surround yourself around good people. And I wanted to share this song and we're going to celebrate DMX life because this is the last video and it's him celebrating and loving life and enjoying himself and knowing that tomorrow's not promised. We got bills tomorrow. We got problems tomorrow, but we don't know when that last day is. So let's celebrate every day of life. Thank you, DMX. This is recorded. Thank you for listening. Let's go. Good afternoon, good evening, welcome to This Is Recorded Podcast, thank you for listening, uh, I hope you're hungry, I hope you're uh, ready to learn something about eating good, good cooking, good businessman, all that great stuff, um, without further ado, please introduce yourself. Hey, good evening everybody, my name is Ken Robinson, and I am a chef. Yes. Yes. So how did you get into cooking? And what did you want to be when you grew up, I guess? Um, I kind of got into cooking because of some issues we didn't handle during sports or whatever during school. But, you know, we took a little easy homemade class during high school, you know, just to get some electives, get some free credits. Something simple. Um, during that during class, I just kind of liked it. So that was kind of my foot into cooking. Um Went to college, didn't kind of work out. So when I came home, like, didn't really know what I want to do. Let me try culinary school. So I tried at culinary school. Um, actually, went here to Atlanta Technical College here in uh, here in Atlanta. So it's actually a really good school, um, really good course, and I, I just I fell in love with it. So along the way, you know, working a couple small restaurants here in Atlanta. But then after graduating and getting becoming a sous chef at a country club. You know, you start getting a little more passionate to it. You start getting a little more ownership into it. And so, you know, my passion just kind of steadily grew. The more I was learning and the more I was doing. That, that is great. So where are you from originally? Um, born, in, born in Dallas, Texas. Uh, born in Dallas. Lived in Columbus, Ohio. And I lived, I've lived here in Atlanta since uh, 2000. So that unfortunately makes you a Dallas Cowboys fan. That makes me right. Uh, Better than being a Atlanta Falcon fan. Yeah, 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 man. I'm a Giants fan, but the Giants they kill oh, me. Man. They kill me. So I just I don't. I gave up on them a while back. I mean, they, they, <laughs> they're terrible, man. So you did you have a passion for football? You said something about sports earlier. Yeah, 
grew up playing uh, football and baseball, played all the way through high school, you know, tried to do some college college sports things. Just kind of didn't work out. So that's when we kind of just left school alone and went the culinary route. Okay, so what kind of food did you come up on? What was being cooked in your household, some of your favorite meals? No, oh, man, you know, me and the South Babies, you know, all this, the Southern classics, you know, meatloaf, fried chicken, fish, all that kind of stuff, you know. So just some good old Southern home cooking, you know, wins me over every time. Uh, what was one of your favorites, I guess, growing up that you love to eat or you love when you smelled like you – Come home and you smell it cooking. You like, oh man, it's gonna be a good night. Uh, well, mom made the pot roast. Okay. You smell that pot roast. You walk in the door. You know she she would put up some mashed potatoes and gravy. You knew it's gonna be a good meal. It's homemade cornbread. Okay. Kind of put a smile on your face. Yeah, man. You know it's gonna be good. Good. So when was your first like go at it? Like, hey, you know I could cook a little bit. Not that you were gonna be Chef Ken, but when will it's like. I could put a couple things together. When did you feel your confidence was up? Uh, so coming out of high school, you know, I worked at Waffle House for a little while. And then my first restaurant job was uh, Johnny Carino's in Fayetteville, Georgia. You know, working there and kind of getting my foot into what you call Italian food and stuff like that. But, you know, um, the chef or kitchen manager will allow you to make some meals every every now and then. And, you know, I had made a, made a meal and we used it as a special and it sold pretty good. So that was, you know, my first in- introduction into making, you know, making something for somebody else and that people actually paying for it. So I was like, special sold pretty well. I was like, you know, maybe I do have some knowledge or some skill. But it, you know, that was the first time, you know, really just put a smile on your face. Definitely, definitely. And, man, the Waffle House is, man, legendary here. Uh, I remember listening to D.C. Young Fly talk about certain Waffle Houses in the city the chefs cook up something different for the regulars and stuff like that. Man, the Waffle House is definitely a legendary place, and it can help you get your confidence up, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a tough place. You know, a lot of restaurateurs, you know, if you have that Waffle House background, you know, you're, you're built different. You know, you can handle a few a few more things. You know, your speed is a little bit better. Your memory is a little bit better. So, you know, being a Waffle House employee, you know, really comes with some good credit, you know. Yeah, and I mean, and definitely some unruly people at times that are hungry or they drunk or whatever. You don't know what's going on. So the Waffle House definitely is a great training ground. Um, so who was the cook in your family, like the main cook that you would follow or learn under? My mom, most definitely. Okay, so it was no, yeah, yeah. no yeah, other yeah. person. <laughs> no, you know, my dad, he was the, he was the grill. He was the grill guy. Um, so you know, anytime we, we barbecues or nice, beautiful days outside, he might throw some on the grill, but that was pretty, pretty cliche. You know, he's on grill, hamburgers, hot dogs, ribs, maybe some, you know, some smoke a brisket or something. But, but when it comes to cooking, mom does 365. Yeah, so what's like the big so it seems like in Dallas, stuff like that is big, is that correct? Like barbecue, like briskets and ribs and stuff, smoke ribs, is that? The big food in Dallas, yeah, barbecue really is is really president in in Dallas. You know, so that's one of the things that if you can barbecue, you know, you will be you will have a whole time making it. Definitely, man. So you working these jobs, you are doing different things, and you working at restaurants. Uh, when was it that you got your confidence up and say, "Hey, I, I think I'm gonna make my own business now"? 
Um, so as, as it's 2021, and I've been doing this since 2000. Well, not 2000. I say about 2002. I already got into the, the food industry, and so just learning and working under some great people, some great managers, uh, some great chefs, and actually, you know, some good business owners. You know, working under them and getting a lot of knowledge and introduction and understanding of the business. Um, you know, you just kind of you slowly but surely. You venture out, you know, you get to the mindset of, do I want to keep doing it for somebody else all my life? Or do you know, do I want to be able to control my own pay, my own time, my own life pretty much? You know, it, it don't even matter. I don't, I don't shame anything I've done in the past, but you get to an age where, you know, I got two kids and then my wife and you don't want to have your time and money dictated by somebody else, you know. I want to be able to take my family here this time and I don't have to worry if I get the time off or not. Um, just gonna say they allow me to go somewhere else, you know, just those kind of things. And so I've been doing kind of my own since 2018. I still have my 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 first my my real my real job, I'll say, um with the company I work for, but at the same time, it's been slowly, it's been sure, and it's get to the point where it's becoming profitable. Um because when you kind of venture out this late in the game as I have, you know, with two kids and a wife, it's not just the success or failure of what I'm doing solely falls on me, it falls on everybody. So, you know, that responsibility to make sure there's roof overhead, close to my kids, you know, make sure they're fed. So, you know, you I'm not just jumping up there and hoping faith, you know, like a lot of people do. I'm not saying I won't be successful, but, you know, I don't have the time to grow it and, you know, have those rough months and those rough time periods without taking care of my family. Yeah, and just speak about those those ups and downs or that first time. What was your nerves like that first time that you cooked or catered for somebody? Man, you know, cooking is not really a glamorous thing. You know, being a chef looks good when you're on TV. Uh, chef looks good when you're making a beautiful dish. But, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs when it comes to this industry. Um and even, you know, you, you think about the stress of being good at what you do. But not only with that, you have the stress of making sure you don't ruin a special moment for people. You know, when you go out to when you go out to an event or a function, that food makes or breaks what your people or your guests or your family thinks about how everything went. You know, it could have been the best time or whatever, or the food was bad. It's kind of like, uh, we got to get up out of here. You know, this I got to go find something to eat. Or, you know, that's, just, that's the story people remember of your birthday party. Party was good, but your food was terrible. You know, let me know who made it. So you have the, the the responsibility of not, you know, selling yourself and your food and make sure your food is good. But you, you have to make sure that the events that you are hosting or catering for are legendary because, you know, you there's not just a one night to go out to eat you know this is somebody's wedding you know 50th anniversary you know 50th birthday retirement these are things in people's lives that they always remember so you're you're kind of important in that area too because you can make or break somebody's big moment because you didn't come through yeah and i mean i think that's where your nerves kick in it's like ah i hope i'm doing it right but uh, I read a book with Bill Russell when you have enough practice like when you hit the game winning shot it's like nothing because you practice so much 
So with you being in the kitchen and stuff like that, it may be different being around people, but you've done it so much that it's, you're comfortable with it, you know? And Yeah, facts. You know, and, and people, and I love what you said because that's how the same way I feel, is that there's nothing wrong. It's very comforting getting a paycheck every two weeks. But there, mm-hmm. when you feel like I need to ask, can, you know, my son is having a finger painting competition, but I have to ask you, do can I go to it? That's when it feels like, I don't know. And like, you know, when you have a child, the man usually gets maybe two weeks, but that's it. And after yeah. that, it's like, you're not getting paid or this or that. It's just like, you know, I think for most people, you know, when you're younger, but when you get in that 30 age range or having kids, you kind of get in the mindset of like, I don't really want to ask people to do certain things, you know, like, I mean, that's for me. And obviously for you, it's just that your mind starts to form in a different mm-hmm. way. You know, some people can work until they 65 and they feel like that's comfortable, but that's never really been that for me. And then, like you said, stepping out on faith, a lot of people are scared to take that step. And if it's not a hit straight off the bat, it's like, oh, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to give up or if you you know you messed up and you didn't cook something right one time, they just like I messed it up once. I'm never gonna do it again. But it's just something about that entrepreneur spirit, you know, that makes you want to keep going. Talk about how that how does that feel when you know like you have that confidence that I did something and I know it worked and I'm really gonna make this happen. As you locked in that this is gonna happen for me. Um, you know, you just you have to have that tenacity, you know. There's going to be certain people that don't like what you do, no matter what you do. And you have to understand those scenarios, you know, but at the same time, since day one of, of running this business, you know, my overall goal is the client happiness, you know, client satisfaction. You know, if you feel like anything I've done, it wasn't to 110%, I'm doing whatever I can to make it right. You know, maybe I'm giving you a discount on something else, you know, am I recooking it? You know, whatever it is, I have truly, you know, tried to really slowly and surely build this business on respect and courtesy. But, you know, that customer satisfaction goes above all, you know, because even sometimes when you have those days, you're going to be certain days, my food not, may not be the best. But because of the way I treat people, make them feel and respect of their money and the harder time, they'll give me that second chance or maybe that third chance. They'll be a little more understanding when something wasn't to my standards, you know, for once or twice, because we are human. We made those mistakes, but. Like, like as long as you get in somebody's heart and in their mind and you really become something they think of or somebody they respect, you get a little bit more grace, you know, you get a little more thought, you know, people tend to gravitate towards you a little bit more because they want to see you succeed because you did the right thing by them. Yeah. And I love what you said about customer service. Cause that's what I think about all the time. Whenever I have a business, it's like, let's not do 20% off this. I'm going to tell you exactly how much I'm going to give you off. I'm going to cut it in half. We're going to do better the next time. Just give people what they want. And and talk about that stigma and how you debunk that stigma of black business is always late or the customer service is not good. What are you doing your end to ensure like that that's not you, that your customer service is great? I I think because it it is a black business and, you know, I am a chef, you, you know, the People look for anything and everything to complain about. That is the world we live in. That is the time that it is. But people always either want a reason for a discount 
or a reason to say why yours wasn't the best or why you weren't good. So it is a huge, huge stigma of going above and beyond it, making sure every minute detail is beyond great because you can't afford to have one person, especially in this industry where everybody knows everybody in this industry. Um, people, everybody, everybody in Atlanta is a food, you know, as a food critic. You know, everybody knows the best places to eat, especially with social media. It's easy to really drag a person um, because of one bad detail or one mistake. So you have to be, you have to be on your A game 100% of the time. You know, you have to look at every, every single thing because you know one mistake could be very costly depending on who it's for. Yeah, and, and I think that hopefully, you know, and I, I see it getting better like in the black community that we can disagree behind closed doors, that I can have a private conversation with you and say, hey, I didn't really like that, but I'm not going to go to social media. I'm not going to write you a bad Yelp review. I'm not going to do these things. I'm just going to talk to you. You're going to tell yeah. me, you know, and it's and people are human. It's like, hey, look, my kid isn't feeling well. Like, my mind is really not in it. I'm sorry about that. Like, let me make it up to you. And that's how it works because people are human. You're not a robot. You're an actual person. And I, I, But I feel like we are slowly but surely moving in that direction that we're learning to better, you know, like even I think about like movies, like certain movies like um, not Get Out, but Us, the the second movie from Jordan yeah. Peele. A lot of people didn't get it, but a lot of people didn't bash it because they was like, hey, we're not going to bash it. We just certain people just was like, I didn't understand it. So I'm just going to be quiet about it. And I think that we moving into that direction more now. And I, and I like that. Like, hey, let's talk amongst ourselves or something, and you know, or let's talk with the person directly and see how we can make it right. Right, right. Yeah, most definitely. And so, what kind of music do you listen to? What kind of music do you like to listen to to get you in a good vibe and good spirits to make that man. good food? It really just depends on the time of day, man. You know, I just music, music because music is that guy. You know, it gets you in that, that moment. You know, especially for me. I do a lot of late night cooking, you know, really late where everybody's sleeping, you know, you got a few hours to rock out or I got a huge event. So, you know, you don't been up for 24 hours, but, you know, usually the mornings it might be some gospel, you know, just get my mind right and, and just get me going in the right direction, you know, kind of say my prayer and just kind of get focused and ready for the day. Uh, and then, you know, during like prep cooking and just being in the kitchen and doing all that, it's really R&B. Something I can sing to, you know, something, you know, just to keep me going. But when it's time, the time of the event already, you know, just a, a, the big, get big time, you know, throw some, some, some rap, you know, some 90s rap, you know, just getting, getting, getting the zone and tune the world out if just me and whatever items I'm cooking with that day, you know, just really getting focused and laser focused and intense about what's going on. And now for me, guys, I asked because I mean, you cooked for us and it was excellent. We had the salmon. Um, I forgot what uh, we had some shrimp for appetizer. We had salmon for the entree. And we had uh, cheesecake for the dessert. And it was just great in the customer service from the way you laid it out to the way you treated us. And man, the, sil the silverware, the everything, the way you plated it, everything. And I noticed, I was like, hey, you listening? I wonder what he's listening to, man, because music is just everything. They say if you locked on an island, would you rather have movies or music? And I think 90% of people want the music, man. They really want Definitely music. You know, music just 
like I said, you know, movies, you got a movie, you're sitting down, you're locked in, you're in the same spot continuously, but music, you know, you're, you're free, you're moving, you know, you're doing whatever you still got to do. And it just, it, it touches the soul, you know, especially, you know, when you're really passionate about certain things, you know, you really got to get away from the world. You know, I think music is key to that. Yeah, and it's just like, too, is that um, certain songs you were a kid in the car with your mom or your aunt that was fun used to listen to this song or you remember in high school this song was out. It's just something about music that just brings you back to a time in your life. And it's just like, I think also it could be a calming mechanism for you that if you are a bit nervous or something or you just need to get your mind right to make the best meal you can, I think just music is just a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. That's spot on. Yeah. It is. So how has it been affected your business, your cooking business with the quarantine? Because I know in the pandemic, because you were tip top, you had your mask on the whole time, gloves, everything. It was very, very professional. That's why I was like, I have to get him on the podcast to just really big him up and hopefully get more people to come to him and check him out because it was just great. But how has it affected you? Because it seems like, to me, you still rolling. You just make your little precautions and you keep going. Yeah, um, it, it is. It's, it's easier now um, as we're kind of getting into the second year of it. It actually, for me, you know, it became a very busy time period. You know, it brought a lot of success to my business because people didn't want to go out as much. You know, they they wanted the same experience, but more hesitant of where they're going, who they're around, and all this kind of stuff. So, it definitely has been a blessing in a just in a in a bad time. But, you know, it's been beneficial to me. It has caused, you know, some different standards and, you know, different routines as far as getting ready for an event. You know, the safety, the sanitation of it. Make sure everything that you're touching is sanitized and clean, you know. Make sure that not only you, but your clients are safe because you don't want to put yourself in harm's danger. So, you know, it's been a lot more questions and comments and, you know, understanding about what what goes on and and not only my day-to-day routines for them, but vice versa, you know. You know, do you feel comfortable with this? Can I do this? You know, what are some of your apprehensions? And this is what I need as I'm coming into your home or to your space or whatever it is. So, you know, just, you know, I think it's, it's created a, a better routine for safety and sanitation for me. You know, and just, you know, thinking about the long run of everything you do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it just changed. Everybody just changed. And, I mean, you just, I think in customer service and, you know, your field and your own business, you got to do whatever makes the customer feel more comfortable and that's just the biggest change is just kind of communicate and ask them like what's more comfortable with you like how are you because you have some people that are real strict and you have some people that are kind of laid back but uh the show goes on and you have to figure it out because you know you got mouths to feed so you got things to do so it's just amazing that i mean i just love the professionalism and the cleanliness it's just things like that that you look for when people are cooking for you or providing a service like eating, you know. So I, I just think, man, it was amazing. I would recommend it to anybody. So what are some of the things that you offer other than just catering? I know you got a bunch of different things going on, but what are some things you offer? Um, You know, catering is probably the number one. Um, well, 1A and then 1B would probably be meal preps. And then a lot of uh, meal prep clients, you know, where I'm able to take care of their, their weekly meals, you know, depending on either – time schedule knowledge of cooking or whatever they're trying to do so that's been pretty good and even the during the covid you know in in home cooking classes have been really 
really good as well. And then a few of those for, you know, a couple couples and then a few of those for a couple of uh, like bachelorette parties. But it's been pretty fun. Wow. So how is that going for you when they cook with Chef Ken? How is that? Talk about that process. I think it's really good. You know, I think a lot of people don't really understand what, the you know, what being a chef is, the knowledge that you entail, the skill that, it, you know, what comes with it. Of just, you know, the simple things as far as cutting and using a knife and, you know, using a stove and the temperatures and how to get to the, you know, get to the right level of what you're trying to cook. You know, the, the smallest details are very important in what I do. And so we, you teach people where other people see it in person, it's like almost like kind of mind blowing. But, oh, that is important. I never really thought about how to do it that way or why you do that. But, you know, now that's, and now that I know about it, it makes sense and I understand it, you know, so you now bring it to just to, to knowledge for different people or for people in general. No, it's just really good to be able to offer something that people don't know. You know, I think that's great. So for a beginner like myself or somebody that doesn't really cook like that, but they want to try something different, uh, a dude wants to cook something nice for their lady. What's a good Chefkin beginners course that you can make something easy, something light and easy you can make? Um, you know, it's real simple. You know, just any any protein, just a pan sear protein. Uh, Right now, you know, health health is in. It's you know a good roasted vegetable, and then you know something healthy, you know, with some brown rice or depending on their palate, you know, cauliflower rice or quinoa. You know, something easy, um, and just you know, not really creating a full composed meal, but you know, just you have your key attributes. You know, now making a sauce might be a little difficult or something like that, but you know, just a nice pan seared protein always goes a long way. So, what is your favorite? Uh, food to cook or favorite meal prep that you do? Man, I really, you know, I've taken, I've taken a, a love for Asian food, you know, specifically Thai. So, you know, that's kind of my go-to cuisine. Uh, some of the best things I like to do, you know, seafood and Thai just go, kind of go hand in hand and, you know, that end result just puts a smile on your face when you just not only plate it with, but people get the taste of, you know, the passion and the food and the love that comes with those cuisines and spices and herbs. It's really, it's really just a, it's a fun time for you. You're always learning with Thai. So where, so the places you traveled and things you've done, where's your like favorite city or country or place to eat at? Um, Chicago has really good food. New Orleans is probably my top place right now. Uh, New York was good. New York, you know, you know, just. You, you see fine dining at its finest. So in New York, you know, as far as the restaurant industry and, you know, the appeal of it, that's probably the best looking place and, you know, the best looking food, but the best, the best food with the, you know, with the just flavor and love and all that kind of stuff was New York. And I'm sorry, not New York, but um, New Orleans and Chicago and Toronto. Toronto was really good as well. Yeah, like uh, I went to Toronto, but um, um, we're like pescatarian, so uh, we only were eating poutine. And for people that don't know, mm -hmm. poutine man is like fries, and they put some cheese on it and melt gravy, and you can put different meats and stuff on it. But man, poutine—if you go to Canada—is just an amazing meal. That's all we ate because they didn't really have too many seafood options. The places we went, man, poutine is great. It's definitely uh, Canadian food that you got to have, you know, just the, 
the different flavors of gravies and the cheese curds that they top it off with and you know just to really how they have fun with it in different places you know it was just you know that's you know the, toronto was a really good a good vibe and good city and had great food yeah toronto man is, is just amazing man but i definitely got to try new orleans as well i haven't had the food in new orleans yeah you're if you haven't been to new orleans you're missing out man you, you know a lot of culture down there a lot of great food uh, you know atlanta is a, is a good mecca for food too but in new orleans you know just it's just it just had a different feel a different vibe you know the food is it's just amazing so in atlanta before chef ken restaurant opens what's one of your favorite couple of your favorite places to eat at around atlanta the restaurants man that's such a, that's a, that's a tough it's so hard to really narrow it down um I'd have to say poor Calvin's in Atlanta is really one of my favorites. Um, we've never had a bad meal there. Uh, just spot on all the time. Um, Marcel over in the Tucker area is a really good. And then the Optimist, kind of my spot for like good oysters, you know, just a, a great time, a great experience, great dining, you know, good view of the kitchen and get to see some stuff. But those are probably my top three right now. Now, do you also have like vegan dishes and stuff like that? Yeah, um, I've learned, especially through this COVID, um, that veganism and just that lifestyle is it's it's a whole it's a whole other way of cooking. You know, you have to have a different mindset. You know, you have to think of flavor profile. You know, you have to find ways to keep it fun to keep it entertaining and bring it keep it new you know so you're not eating the same thing week in and week out and you know staying within your your world of food but you know it's really venturing out and looking into new specs and new food and learning how to cook those things so it's been a good, it's been a good learning experience as well and man i love it I, I i think we're gonna make the turn to full vegan soon soon not right now after that salmon you cook for us man it was great <laughs> it was great man but Chef Kid, I only got one more question before you get out of here. But before I ask it, uh, where can they reach you, and what could they be looking for from you? Um, we're, we're we got a few things working for this year. Um, hopefully, you know, at some point you will see a food truck. Um, probably won't go the restaurant route, but we're working on a, a website as well to really have answer all those kind of personal questions and get it more mainline and you know easier for you to 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 get this. To get the information needed without asking a bunch of questions. Um, you know, you reach me at on IG as the underscore meal underscore prep underscore chef. Um, on Facebook on Chef Ken Robinson. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Chef Ken Robinson. We do a lot of the weekly cooking classes that we do on Facebook. We post there, um, private dinners and stuff like that, you know, just to see a background look into what I do and what the, the chef's life is all about. So that's the best way you can find me. And the website will be, will be coming sometime in the, in the summertime. Man, that is beautiful. Now, my last question, I always ask everybody, speaking into existence, what is the legacy of Chef Ken going to be? It's all said and done. What is he going to do with his cooking and beyond? Man, the ultimate goal is just to bring knowledge. You know, I like working with kids. Now I want to bring another profession into a black a black kid's life that you know it's not all about sports but these are great ways you know you still can be seen you still can be famous but you have a trade you have, you have a skill that will 
will feed you for life. You know, if this is nothing that nobody can take away from you. You know, this is nothing you can lose on an injury, but it's something that you, you can create, you can have fun with. You can, you can be your own boss and, you know, and still live a, a good life. Man, and this is recorded. <laughs>